Coming to you from the weirdest city in the world, Austin, Texas. This is the Sports Buzz. With your host, Spencer Spillman. God damn it, man. I swear you guys whip on me 13 or 14 more times. I'm out of here. And his co-host, Zach Chandonet. What? Did we just become best friends? Yup! And of course, the extremely unqualified producer, Ballot. I have no idea what I'm doing, but I know I'm doing it really, really well. Time to sit back, crack open a cold one, and enjoy the ride. Here's your host, Spencer Spillman. What is up, everybody? We are back for another episode of the Sports Buzz. I am your host, Spencer Spillman. My co-host... Rocking a lot of Patriots here today. Zach Shannon, yeah, feeling good, baby. And Ballad, like I like I am, a little bit upset from the weekend, a little sad still, but you know, we gotta do, we gotta do. We're gonna have, a, we're gonna have a show as we always do. Um, yeah, like I said, we're the sports buzz. Thank you guys so much. Uh, thank you for listening. Got some big news coming here in a second, but uh, I do want to say thank you so much to our sponsor, Strangeland Brewery. For always, uh, for always taking care of us. A beer for any occasion. Yeah. Always, Cheers, guys. Always a good sound. Yeah, I know. It always is. Um, yeah, go out and check out the brewery. They're uh, located out there in Westlake, BKs, and Highway 360 behind Hat Creek Burger. You can visit the brewery Fridays and Saturdays between 5 and 9 o'clock. Uh, they have 14 beers on tap, and they're different every single week, so please go check them out. The ones that are on tap are always different than the ones you can buy in the store, and they're always fantastic. Uh, the ones you can buy in store, that'll be the flagship collection. That includes the Austinite Pills, the Plowshare, which is what we'll be drinking all night tonight, the Allmania, and the entire Porter. You can get that at HEB, Whole Foods, Specs, and your local bottle shops. And you can find them on Twitter. They are... At Strangeland Brew. You can find us on Twitter at SportsBuzzTX. I am at Spencer underscore Spillman with one L. Zach, my co host, at FrenchBean89. Ballad is at ZBallad. So follow us on Twitter and check out Strangeland Brewery. Go visit them, drink their beer, follow them on Twitter. Let them know you heard about them through the Sports Buzz. Um, yeah. Got a good show planned for tonight. Got some college basketball talk. It is Tuesday, January 17th. Thank you so much for listening, if you are listening. Uh, we are in Austin, Texas, as always, at uh, our lovely host's house. It's a pleasure to host the podcast. Yeah, yeah. We, we, we always appreciate you having us, cooking us wings every week, and uh, picking up our beer from our sponsor, Strangeland Brewery. Um, this is our college portion. And we'll go ahead and jump right on into it. Um, we don't have any college football to talk about. We have nothing. And uh, it feels a little lost, guys. I'm not going to lie. Um, we got college basketball. We can talk about that. We still got sports, man. That's uh, Oh, sports never that's ends. That's always good. Sports never ends. And we'll find a, find something to talk about every single week, whether it be 
professional badminton or rugby or cricket. Maybe we'll cover the, the World Series of Cricket. Hey, that might be interesting. Hey, it's, it's one of the most popular sports in the world. You never know. Um, we're going to go into our top ten for the college basketball as of right now. Um, we haven't talked a whole lot of college basketball. We've talked some Texas college basketball, but um, we're going to go ahead and, and talk... Um, Gosh, I almost forgot. Yeah, we had a huge surprise. We got a surprise, and I teased it, and we didn't talk about it. Almost overlapped you there. Uh, Yeah, I know. Did you uh, grab a few Strangelands before uh, you got here? You know, I had half half a one. I had half a one before we got on the air here. But, um, Valid, you said you had a surprise for us, and, and, you know, I just got so excited to talk college basketball because we haven't done a whole lot of that. Sure. What's the surprise, man? Let, Let the listeners know. Listeners, if you're out there, you've, you've probably been listening to us on SoundCloud, uh, which we greatly appreciate. We're listening at, right now, actually. Yeah, uh, but as of now, you can actually find the Sports Buzz on iTunes, which makes us what? super official. Oh, boy. The Sports Buzz is now official, ladies and gentlemen. We are on iTunes. What are we at? Are you just it's search, just Sports Buzz. Just search the Sports Buzz. Or look, just... look for that beautiful, uh, that beautiful beer on the logo, and yeah, all of our old episodes are on there. All of our previous new episodes that come out will upload automatically. And for me, I've done all the work I need to do for this podcast for the next month or well, so. Well, I don't know about that. I mean, you've been trying to get this going since like episode one. Sure, and uh, it, it takes time. You know, Apple is a uh, a monster to deal with. I, I mean, a guy, a friend of mine, my buddy Kyle, he he's got a sports show as well, and uh, they're on they're on SoundCloud. They've got a they got on iTunes after their first episode. <laughs> they must know somebody. They got to know somebody there. I, yeah, I they had know to somebody weasel. at iTunes. Sometimes that's the way it goes. I had to weasel my way through. <laughs> well, you, you are a little guy, so that makes sense. One size, and yeah, I'm I'm uh, I'm excited to not have uh, any responsibilities for the next few weeks. Uh, yeah, well, you still got to produce the show and well, press the buttons that you're pressing. You know, Ballard, you're better than most, but we'll still need you to show up and hit some buttons every week. So absolutely. Well, technically, it's us showing up at his house, so. Because um, I host the podcast. <laughs> he's got a list. Someone's got a list in. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I'll just break the window. I know where the window. I know <laughs> probably unlocked every yeah. week anyway. Um, yeah, that's awesome, man. I'm excited. So if you're listening now, on, well, I guess you're listening on SoundCloud if you're listening to us from the past. But now you can listen to us on iTunes anytime, anywhere. And um, go subscribe. Go give Please. us a, a five-star rating. Do it a bunch of times. Yeah, tell your friends that we're on iTunes. Show your friends. Play it at parties. I mean, it's good party stuff. It's good party music. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. At least the intro is. Hell yeah. <laughs> Something uh, else I did for us. Yeah, thanks, man. <laughs> uh, so back to uh, college basketball, since I'm really excited to talk about these uh, these teams. You know, Baylor was number one last week. Did you guys know that? I did know that. They didn't last very long. Took- Quite the fall. Yeah, one game. One game. They won. Uh, they played one game ranked number one in the country, and uh, they dropped six, uh, well, I guess five spots to number six. Um, Villanova is back in the number one position. They held that for several weeks. Um, coming in at two, I mean, I, I, I haven't got to watch a whole lot of college basketball. I know Villanova struggled a little bit this week with St. John's. I watched a little bit of that game. Um, they're a solid team. You know, good teams win, whether you struggle with lesser teams. Um, they've only lost one game all season long. Yeah, that's the case for a lot of these teams up here yeah. in the top ten. Um, 
Villanova's looked really good, man. Coming off of a, a really good postseason last year, good run in March Madness. Um, uh, yeah, I guess you could say pretty good. Yeah, I mean, they won it all. I would say that. That's pretty, pretty good, good. I guess it's okay. Is that not valid? I I wouldn't have said pretty good, but um, <laughs> you know, I mean, they they struggled kind of early on, uh, getting games going. They kind of seemed to struggle getting out of the first half. Some turn it on. But then the second half, they're a totally new team. Uh, Villanova looks really good right now. It's good to see Villanova taking control. Yeah, and then we get into a couple of programs that are historically very good and have been for a long time. You got UCLA and then Kansas at two and three, respectively. Um, both both one loss teams. You got UCLA at two on yours. Uh, that's the article that. Yeah, these are the power rankings. I see which I see where we're going. UCLA two. That's fair. Kansas three, both one loss teams. Um, I haven't got to watch UCLA play yet. Um, I have watched a little bit of Kansas and, you know, the youth of Kansas, along with senior leadership like Frank Mason, who's in his like eighth year at Kansas. They're they're a scary team. So. Um, they lost their season opener to Indiana and haven't lost and a game since. That's been it, you know. Yeah. Uh, 6-0 to open up Big 12 conference play. Um, we'll get into them playing Texas a little later on. Yeah, but, that happens this uh, week. You know, they, they look really good, man. Frank Mason averaging 20 points a game. His field goal percentage is over 50, shooting 74 from the line. It's quality from your veteran leadership, um, and Kansas is always going to be one of those programs, I think, yeah. just dominates the landscape of college basketball. Yeah, and um, so so Kansas, we we couldn't like if you were going to compare them to a college football team, they wouldn't be Alabama, right? Because they haven't really won national championships the same way that they have over and over and over again. It, well, if college basketball is a little different, but of course, but I'd say it, Kansas, Kentucky, um, Duke. I mean, teams like that, North Carolina, mm-hmm. are your your Alabama, your SEC type teams in college basketball. It's hard to win. Every year, year in and year out, when you have guys that don't stay for more than, you know, six months in your program. I mean, they're only there to play basketball and then they're gone. If Especially you look in Kentucky. But if you were going to make a direct comparison, you would call Kentucky the Alabama of college basketball. Just just based Kansas. on just based on recruiting and five star recruits, yes, yes, I would. Um, so who would you say is Kansas? Because they're a top three see, four program say, every year. I mean, I would almost compare Duke to. Alabama. Yeah, I think I think Duke what what there Coach K yeah, does yeah. by by the uh, by the statue of a coach that Coach K is compared to Nick Saban that's closer to a comparison because Duke's always good whether they win it or not they're always good and you know you see their guys in the pros every single year and you see Kentucky's guys in the pros every single year so I think Kentucky and Duke I'd have to say are probably the closest comparison if you're trying to compare sports side yeah. by side. Um, just just by the coaches, and you know, Bill Self isn't isn't necessarily to that level of Coach K and Calipari yet in college basketball. He's it's it's one A and one B with those guys. I mean, sure, sure. he's he's still a great coach, and he he pulls in great recruits every year. And I hate playing Kansas. I've always hated Kansas, and I will continue to hate Kansas until the day <laughs> I die. But um, yeah, he's he set up a good program following one of the greatest coaches in college basketball, and Roy Williams. Um, uh, he just set a record last night, I think, with the, his 800th win, something like that. 
Roy Williams. Good read. Yeah, he's he's got a lot of wins. It's impressive. <laughs> um, so moving on to uh, Gonzaga, the only team in the top ten undefeated at seventeen and zero, and you know they. It's a basketball program. That's what they Not do. Not much to say about they don't have Gonzaga. They don't have little Stockton anymore, do they? He, he graduated, right? I don't believe so. I don't think he's on the team anymore. I think Gonzaga's in my way too early uh, Final Four. Really? We'll have to check the tape on that. I don't believe you, but... I'm sure we'll redo that a few times. Yeah. I go, although it's not way too early anymore. It's not way too early. It's just early. Just early. Yeah. March is only in a, like two months. Hell yeah, it is. Do your homework now. Um... <laughs> We were talking about Kentucky. They're they're coming in at five. They've lost two games, um, but I think the program speaks for itself. It's, it's still really early in the season. It's always it's always five or four freshmen and a sophomore starting for that team every single season. It doesn't surprise me that they're still ranked in the top five. Um, that team from Waco, who the Longhorns are playing now, Texas is down ten at this moment. Uh, Baylor. Yeah, they, they've lost one game, and that was last week, to uh, West Virginia. They turned the ball over 29 times to West Virginia's press, and Texas handled the press really well when they played West Virginia. Baylor did not, and Baylor's a good team. They're... They're, uh... Whoa. Okay. Someone's excited for the sports buzz. Yeah. They, uh... You know, I... I Baylor <laughs> beat... streets of South Austin. Baylor beat, uh... <laughs> The number two ranked Oregon or number four ranked Oregon, whatever they were at the time. Um, Oregon comes in in the top ten, only losing two games, one of those to Baylor. But yeah, Baylor's a good team. I, I think they got a they got a good thing going in all in all sides of athletics, other than football. Yeah, their other notable win uh, was their opening game against uh, number seven at the time, Xavier. Uh, took care of them. So Baylor's off to a really good start. They've only lost the one Big 12 game. Yeah, um, I just remember that Oregon game. I remember being like, what, Baylor is good this year? Because Baylor came in the season unranked. Beat Oregon, beat Xavier, and uh, found themselves at number one for one game. Lost to West Virginia, ranked number one, dropped five spots. Here they are. Uh, Creighton, the Creighton Blue Jays. Is somebody waiting for you outside honking the horn? There's no way. I mean, okay. Okay. I doubt the microphone could pick that up, so. Uh, I wish <laughs> you sneeze in the far corner, like, and try and hold it in, and it shows up, so. Spencer, you gotta be a professional. You gotta move past these things. All right. Um, so, yeah, the Creighton Blue Jays. Uh, yeah, you're. if you think I know anything about Creighton. Um, well, you're the expert. Yeah, not, not in this. Not well, Creighton. I'm gonna tell you that their only loss is to Villanova. So yeah, that's that's if you're gonna bad. lose to somebody, that's pretty not a good bad team to lose to. Um, where did Greg McDermott used to coach? I feel like he was in a Power Five school, honestly. I do too. <coughs> um, all right. Uh, talk about Oregon a little bit more. I'm gonna look up this Greg McDermott. So thing. moving down the list, we'll get in number eight, the Oregon Ducks, sitting at 16 and two. Um, they've moved up from last week. Um, beating a depleted Oregon State team, actually crushing them 85-43. to 43. So that's pretty good. Um, I really, honestly, <clears throat> Oregon has kind of been one of those teams that's been really up and down this year uh, so far, guys. Uh, they they come up with some big wins. They lose some really close games to yeah, really good teams. Yeah, lost to an unranked Baylor early, like we said. But, you know, but that's, Baylor's a really good team. And so sure. to have them unranked at that point, you know, isn't, 
that bad for them. But, you know, Oregon's one of those teams where you kind of have to wait and see. They got a lot, a lot of athleticism. Yeah. Um, but not a lot of true veteran leadership. We'll see what happens. And so I do want to, I do want to say, um, you know, Greg McDermott, the reason I, I recognize the name, he was at Iowa State early in his career. Um, back in 06. That's why I recognize the name. Yeah. Um, he's been with Creighton since 2010. So he's been around. I mean, Creighton's made some NCAA tournament runs, and that's probably where we hear more so sure, recently. Sure. Um, but yeah, he used to he used to be with uh, Iowa State. I think that was around. Well, let's see. I think that was around the time Marcus Pfizer, maybe. No, that would have been before. Yeah, that would have been. Marcus Pfizer was was earlier than than he was, but um, yeah, so he's he's done his dues and and he's turned Creighton into a good basketball team the past five years, six years. And in, uh, circling back to Oregon before we jump onto Butler, uh, they've got a win over UCLA at the end of the year, uh, nail biter, eighty nine eighty seven. I think it's Oregon team. Watch Last out. year, this year, they beat UCLA, the number two ranked team in the country right now. Not not the end of the year. You said the end of the year. The end of. 2016, December 28th. Oh, okay, well, basketball season is a is a but a year starts in 2016 yeah. was the end of this okay. year. Okay, yeah, that's how yeah. calendars work. Just gotta specify, specify. You could have said end of the calendar year. That's that's all you had to do. I'm glad we wasted a 20 seconds just to kind of keep the Remon ballad going. It wasn't even their last game of the year. They did play USC at the end on December 30th and won 8469. Okay, so, claim, clear. so they've been claim dominating I, the a West. Claim West. I did not make. A claim I did not make. <laughs> um, so Butler is always one of those uh, feisty teams when it comes to March. Finds themselves in the top ten in January. A little bit of a surprise? In the power rankings. I'm a little surprised by this. You know, I am too. Butler's one of those teams. Um, you kind of expect them to be around. You expect them to be in a tournament as one of the lower seeds. Maybe getting into the single digits. but Maybe not this year. They take care of business, you know. Um, they're, they're one of those basketball based programs now and they've kind of made a name for themselves hey they beat xavier um and villanova at the beginning oh they did beat villanova of 2017 not their first game uh january 4th they did they beat villanova arizona cincinnati and xavier but they lost to creighton so creighton's pretty good one of those things yeah we we look at the this butler team i think it's a little too early that's the fun part about college basketball i think they're highly ranked but you know i think they'll fall a little bit as the season goes on but yeah butler's one of those teams you got to watch out for especially come march yeah it's good to know who they are yeah and rounding out the rounding out the top i mean that's the fun part about college basketball man these teams can lose five or six games during the regular season and conference play they get to learn from it and it doesn't matter all you have to do is make the tournament and everybody's got a chance yep just takes one um, but like I said, running out the top 10, uh, Roy Williams is Tar Heels. He did just win his 800th win against Syracuse on Monday. And, you know, I, I watched them play a little bit. They're fun to watch, man. They just, they struggle with fundamentals and, and beating pick and rolls and, and, uh, you know, Florida State, um, Florida State beat Duke and then lost a close one in Chapel Hill. But the Tar Heels, uh, Tar Heels can play some basketball, man. The ACC is the the conference to watch if you're looking for an early favorite. I I think, uh, you know, 
Florida State, Duke, North Carolina. Louisville looked good when they beat Duke this weekend. Um, and then, uh, I mean, the whole conference is stacked with, with people who can play. Notre Dame is sitting there at 11, outside the top 10. I mean, technically they play in the ACC. But, um, yeah, it's that's a scary conference, tell you what. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think you can bet against Roy Williams, you know, no, especially not yeah. later in the season, you know, when things have so kind of come That team's going to get better. You know, they're, they're going to learn. They're going to have their bumps. It's kind of the thing with college basketball now. We realize it's it's a lot of young kids oh, yeah. coming into leadership roles, and, it, and you got to lead by example. you got to lead on the floor. Um, I think Roy Williams gets his guys really prepared to do those things. Um, and when they get into pressure situations, it's something that's common practice to them. You know, I think they work through these things year-round. And North Carolina is one of those teams that's just always scary. They're always scary good. Yep, absolutely. And, um, hey, we're doing uh, really good on time. Let's get the next five or some good teams. You guys good with that? Sure, sure. Let's, uh, let's get into that. Like I was saying, uh, Notre Dame comes in at 11. Yeah. Playing in the ACC, they don't do it for football, do they? They're, they're still independent football where they play every other sport yeah. in the ACC. They're independent by sport. Olympic sports, ACC. Yeah. Yeah, that's what it is. There um, you go. So, yeah, Notre Dame <coughs> in the ACC. Florida State, 11-12. and 12, Notre Dame, Florida State. Two really good teams. And like I said, I've watched Florida State play, and they're one of those fun teams to watch. Um, this is a team that hasn't been good at basketball in a while. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And uh, they they beat Duke with with pick and rolls and alley oops and and all sorts of back and forth. I mean, it was fun to watch. Uh, I I like Florida State. I think they're one of those teams to watch out for in March. I haven't seen enough of Notre Dame play, um, but you know they're still undefeated in the ACC. So you gotta yeah. watch out. Man, Notre Dame's a really good shooting team. I got to yeah. see them this past weekend a little bit. Um, but they just spread the floor really well, and they all kind of know what their range is. So it, nobody's going to step out of this pigeonhole and step into a superstar role for Notre Dame. But they're all going to do their job, and I think that's what Notre Dame basketball has been really good at over the past couple of years. Yeah, um, It's good to see them kind of cashing in on the results at this point. Uh, Florida State... Um, kind of on the opposite end of that i think they're really exciting to watch but they are really young you know you see a lot of the fundamental issues with them uh they kind of go up and down with the emotions with the game uh depending on who they're playing you know because they they beat a really good duke team on the road yeah i'm sorry at home uh this weekend was yeah they beat duke at home a week ago on tuesday yeah okay yeah and then and then lost on the road to north carolina and they got smashed at North Carolina. Yeah, they got destroyed um, on the glass. Yeah, so that's one of those things where I think Florida State's going to be a fun team to watch in March, but they're one of those teams where you, you really got to know them because yeah. they're real up and down. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so back to the Big 12 and a team that Texas could have and probably should have beat the other night in Austin, uh, the West Virginia Mountaineers and Bob Huggins and the Fighting Mountaineers. They, uh, they hadn't beat Texas the last three times they played them in Austin. And they came into the game ranked, I want to say they were ranked 12, 10, 10 when Texas played them. Um, Texas had a lead late in that game and probably should have won and just fell apart in the end. It was frustrating to watch because Texas can't close a game. 
they have no point guard who can take over. They have nobody who can take over. Tevin Mack suspended for who knows how long. Indefinitely. Indefinitely. Shaka's actually saying he may be done for the season. He because it's the second violation of team rules. Um and Shaka's nope. not a punk ass like Coach K and is gonna indefinitely suspend him and then bring him back against the biggest opponents coming up. Shaka's gonna teach this kid a lesson because he's made a mistake twice this season alone. And that's a that's the difference between Duke and Texas. Duke cares about winning games. I feel like Texas cares about teaching kids a lesson. If you're not gonna if you're not gonna hold yourself accountable, which is something Shaka Smart is big on. You're going to pay the price. And, you know, maybe if Tevin's there, maybe Texas wins that game. They lose by two to West Virginia. And, I don't know, he's the best He's the best offensive player on the court for Texas. But without him, they, they have looked really good. They don't look very good tonight. They're down almost – they're down 18 points right now to Baylor. But, yeah, that's getting a little off. Um, yeah, West Virginia <laughs> plays their – I mean, their nickname right now is Press Virginia. They they love to press the after a made basket, after a free throw. They I love that style. They'll press it all the way up the court, and they'll do it all game long. Texas beat them. Texas beat them all game long, beating that press. They had no problem. And I don't know if it was because Texas is so small and everybody can handle the ball, but nobody wants to be a point guard. Um, but that was that was a frustrating. Close game loss because I thought Texas really had a chance there in that one. Um, I don't know and, if either one of you guys watched that game. I didn't watch the game, but just getting back to the to West Virginia and the power rankings, something I, I noticed they're coming in at 13 on ESPN's power rankings. Yeah, AP got them at seven, tied with Creighton. Got them, and the coaches poll. He's got him at eight. So yeah, I think they're better than where ESPN has them. I think they are too. I think Texas had them at ten. In the uh, in the AP rankings, yeah, this this past weekend, um, I think the reason they took a hit in the power rankings is because it's a close game of what happened yeah. with Texas. It's a close yeah, game with a bad team, very close game, bad team. But the one thing that let them down in that game was the press, and that's what West yeah. Virginia has been extremely good at. I mean, you saw it in the Baylor game; they had twenty nine turnovers, and that's well, what West Virginia yeah. does to you. And we'll see how long that can hold up. I hope for the for the sake of college basketball, it lasts all season I until March, but. We'll see. The press is a hard thing to do. Um, but damn, West Virginia looks really good at it right yep. now. Yep. And closing out the top fifteen, um, we got another ACC team in Virginia. Go figure. Um, they won six straight against Clemson. They just beat them again on the road. I haven't watched a whole lot of Virginia, but I did watch number fifteen team Louisville beat Duke this weekend. It was fun to watch. Honest Mahmood. Double double. Dude had a career high in like the first 12 minutes of the basketball game. It's really impressive, man. So he didn't really do a whole lot after yeah. that. But um, yeah, he was he was a dominant force in the first half. And Grayson Allen just looked like he was about to throw a temper tantrum all game long. Um, no surprise there. Yeah, yeah. The Duke, he's come in at 17. But uh, that's going to round out our top 15. We've uh, we've already gone over on our on our top 10. That's okay. Uh, I think we're still doing pretty good on time. Doing great on time, boys. Um, so, yeah, that's going to do it for our top ten. Uh, let's get into a couple of... Man, does Uncle Mac pick college basketball? You know, I was talking to Uncle Mac on the phone. 
And you know his his thing is is college football, uh, but he's also just a, a betting guy in general. So when when college football goes away, uh, he likes to dip into a little bit of, of college basketball as well. Um, so yeah, he's he's got some picks for me. Um, he let me know that the spreads aren't available on a lot of the games we're going to be talking about tonight. Um, but you know, he'll provide. Uh, That's fine. We can yeah. just pick. We can just pick winners. And and we when the games we selected to talk about tonight, they are their top ten matchups, or I'm sorry, top twenty five matchups, two ranked teams against each other. Um, so the spread shouldn't be too ridiculous on a lot of these. You know, I really want to first off thank you so much for sending out the uh, the show prep with links and everything because none of the links work. Control, uh, control. Click. Yeah, no, I did that and it said unable to open the link, so you you clearly screwed that one up. Appreciate it. Screw the pooch. But don't worry about it. It's We're okay. on iTunes. Doesn't matter. <laughs> We're on iTunes. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, so I don't know when this Florida South Carolina. I got you. It's on, uh, uh, first two games are on the 18th. Okay, yeah, it's okay. Wednesday. Perfect. It's a night game. Perfect. There we go. South Carolina, a uh, one point favorite currently. Yeah, as as uh, the higher ranked team, they're they're 24th. Florida's ranked 19th. Uncle Mac, uh, got anything on this one? Yeah. Um, God. Playing at home in college basketball is such an advantage. And getting the season started, you know, he's going to take a lot of a lot of home dogs. And although they're favored That's fair. in this game, the ranking number next to the name doesn't show it. So I like South Carolina in this game, even minus one. Or Uncle you Mac know, does. You know, yeah. Yeah, Uncle Mac, not you. Not me. Um, I don't know a whole I haven't watched either one of these teams so far this season. I Florida's always got a good basketball team, even though Billy Donovan, your boy, Zach, went pro. I know you're a Billy Donovan fan. Why would I be a Billy Donovan fan? You're a Florida fan. You like Joe Kim Noah. I don't like Joe Kim Noah in any sense of who thought, Joe Kim Noah I thought Noah you were a Florida basketball You've fan. You've gone mad here, man. I thought you were a Florida basketball fan. Uh, I do like Florida basketball. I like them in this game a lot, even on the road against South Carolina. Um, I think the one thing that they're they're just really good at is pressing the basketball on offense. Uh, they're really good at getting up the floor. Um, and I like Florida in this game. I'm, but I gotta say, man, Joe Kim Noah, dumpster fire. I thought you liked him when he was at Florida, no? Felt that guy. You, you liked Florida when they were winning championships. I liked the Florida team around Joe Kim Noah. I don't like Joe Kim Noah. <laughs> oh, so you were just one of Dude's those. You were one of those fans. Is that why you're a Patriots fan? I'm a bandwagon Florida fan. Is that why you're a Patriots fan, though? Don't even get me started on that. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm going to go with Uncle Mac just because he's he's got a good good point here. Home team in college basketball, that's deserving of more than one point. They're getting disrespected in this. Um, oh. Yeah. Disrespected. It's at least like a three-point favorite. Go Gamecocks, huh? Yeah, I'm going with Gamecocks. I haven't watched either team, so I'm going to go with them. Should be fun. Yeah. I'm going to go with uh, the next game, Florida and Florida State and Notre Wait, Dame. Did I get a pick from you on that uh, on the I'm game? going with the Gators. He's, Gators. He's chomping. He's a Gator guy. He's chomping. Biting at the bit. Um, the other team in Florida, Florida State. And Notre Dame. That's a top 15 matchup there. 15 Notre Dame, 10 Florida State, according to ESPN. Uh, Florida State, a six-point favorite in this one. It's being played in Tallahassee. Are we, are we betting lines here? If I have them. Okay. I'll make a note. Um, Did we say lines? I got six. Six. Yeah, that's what I got on ESPN here, too. Uh... Gosh. Yeah, uh, six points. 
Um, this is a tough one, man. This it is, really is. This is a really good Notre Dame basketball team. It's a good Again, ATC battle. Going to the road, though. Um, man, this is... This is some nitty gritty right Six here. Po- I mean, basketball is so hard to bet on with with a point spread. Yeah, uh, it's really hard. Six points in the ACC. Yeah, I was high on Florida State. I'm gonna go Florida State to cover the six, just because they're at home. Uh, I like Florida State in this one. However, Notre Dame five and zero in conference play so far. They like to play the close games, taking several games to the wire or overtime so far. So, I do like Florida State in this game. However, I don't think they cover. I'm going to go with Notre Dame against the spread. Okay. Yeah, Uncle Max right there with you. Um, even playing on the road, uh, six points is just too many in a, in a game against two ranked opponents uh, that are both playing really, really well. <clears throat> I like Florida State to win this one by two points. Just completely win, went away from your... Uh... <laughs> Uncle Mac, dude, he's, he's getting used to this college basketball field. Yeah. Um, so we're gonna six points is just too many points. Okay, uh, I, don't yeah. to, I don't know what to tell you. I can't. All the other he games. Can't. That's two Saturday. baskets. That's two bad. That takes less than less One than basket. five seconds. No, points? six points. Oh, okay, six points. I got it written down. We'll we'll revisit it. Okay. Week. Well, we got no line on uh, sticking with Florida State playing against Louisville. Sorry, Louisville is how they pronounce Louisville. it. Louisville. Game, game is Louisville. in Tallahassee as well. Louisville. Also in Tallahassee. I guess we'll treat it as a pick'em. That's a pick'em. We got no points on these games. That's a pick'em. Yeah, apparently three days, four days is too too far out. Yep. Um, I did watch Louisville beat uh, Duke this past weekend. They look good. Um, there's no way that Mahmoud or whatever his name is is going off for 15 and 10 again. Um. I'm going to stick with Florida State. I'm going to go with my guns and stay with the Seminoles and a straight pick them. I'm going to go with Florida State. I bet they're going to be favored in that game by a lot after they beat the dog shit out of Notre Dame. Boom! You heard it here first. Bold call there, Kyle. You heard it here first, boys and girls. Like I said, I'm really I'm really keen on Florida State right now. I think they're one of those up-and-down teams. Like I said, I think they can take care of Notre Dame at home. Um, but even if they lose... Florida State is one of those great bounce-back teams. They have been all year so far in college basketball. Again at home, I think they take care of business against the Cardinals. Um, Uncle Mac agrees with those picks. Oh, that's lame. All right, uh, let's we're talk. Gonna, we're going to start letting Matt go first just so we can get I know his feelings on this. I yeah. feel like Ballot's hiding, holding back from us. Yeah. Um, what does Uncle Mac think about uh, Texas and Kansas? Well, the spread hasn't come out, but it that's, does. That's not. in Allen Fieldhouse. That's going to be about a twenty-point spread. <laughs> yeah, and uh, he'll. I think he's going to lay the points on this one. Uh, I don't know. Has Kansas lost a game at home this season yet? When was the last time Kansas lost a game at home? Kansas lost one lost. game this season to Indiana, and that was in a Neutral. tournament in Hawaii. Yes. Yeah. So, so yeah, Kansas. Anything less than like minus fifteen. Yeah. Can you see Texas being competitive in this game at all? Well, I didn't. I, I told several people I didn't think they would cover twelve or ten, whatever it was, against West Virginia. They proved me wrong there. Um, I don't. They are they are currently getting the dog shit kicked out of them. They're down seventeen to Baylor. I don't know what that spread was. Um, I don't really care what spread you give me. I'm taking Kansas, no doubt. Uh, in in Allen Fieldhouse, they have two seniors on the team. 
and neither one of them are true leaders. So you know, there's no way Shaq, Claire, and Kendall Yancey can lead that team to a win, or even close to coming to a win. I think you pretty much said it. I mean, Allen Fieldhouse, Kansas Jayhawks. Bunch of kids. It's almost always a win. Yeah. Um, That's boring. I really don't care what the points are, honestly. Uh, to give you some feedback on this, though, Kansas is better in every statistical category than Texas, except for points against. <laughs> oh. Texas is only giving up 70, I'm sorry, 67 and a half. Kansas gives up 70, but scores almost 86 a game. I got Kansas. By so wait, mile. wait, how many did you say Texas gives up? Texas gives up 67 and a half oh, points okay. a game, okay. uh, clearing that by with 70 points per game score. That's good. Kansas has got a, a big 15 point plus margin uh, for points scored and against. So I got yeah. Kansas well, in this well, one. Texas scores the the least amount of points in the Big 12. So sure, but more than they give up on average. But but just not in the. Not to the right teams. Not in the. Um, we'll get into home. a another top 15 battle here. UCLA and Arizona. UCLA at home at Poly Pavilion in Los Angeles. Um, I'm just gonna just gonna go ahead and pick UCLA just because they're at home. There's no spread on this, so we'll we'll play that as a pick 'em as well. <laughs> you know, we should start uh, trying to guess the spread every week if there's no spread. Uh, that spread's gonna be low. It's gonna be. Five points, probably four. Yeah, that'll be a low one. Uh, I still, I still think UCLA wins that one by more than five. Yeah, I mean, I don't. It's hard because every game outside of this Florida at South Carolina, the higher ranked team is at home, and I think that just in college basketball, especially in the middle of the season, like being at home makes a difference. You got classes going on, you're traveling, you're trying to take care of everything. UCLA is just a really, really good basketball team right now. Um, what is that one kid's name that leads their team? Uh, Bryce Alford? Yes. Bryce Alford is incredible, dude. Yeah. Just his shooting ability, um, how he commands the floor. Uh, just a really, really talented player. Um, I'm going with UCLA by at least seven in this one. I gave him, I gave him five. Yeah. You, you guys want to make up our own lines? It'd we'll be call, fun. We'll call it five. Let me start. Uh, it's like a whole other thing on this. Well, you know, you don't. We don't. This have to, doesn't have to be good. Uh, we're just, just trying be, to set the line for us. This is just between us. us. Yeah. Okay. I, for you know, us, what do, you, what do you want to set it at? So we'll with call. with Louisville, Florida State, I set it at three. Florida State, Minus three point favorite. I like this. Kansas, fifteen points. Fifteen. Yep. I think fifteen is uh is fair. Doesn't matter. They all have them covered in the same game. UCLA, I think they're about a five. Minus five. Yep. In no. that case... I'll take UCLA in that one. Give me Arizona. I was watching this team the other night. They're a really fun team to watch. They've got some explosive players whose names escape me. But I also watched a uh, this documentary on Netflix about how high school basketball feeds into uh, college basketball and all through uh, the rec leagues and all that stuff. And uh-huh. uh, there was a player, something Parker... Uh, that ended up in Arizona, who I saw play the other night, and he is a stud. A fun size guy uh, who can really command the floor and, and just get it done. So give me those points in Arizona. He can have the points. Five points. He can I don't have think all Max's going to like this, though. No. He's going to complain about his yeah. nephew again. Yeah. Would yeah, you did say get the first points. time. Um, <laughs> so the other uh, top 25 matchup we got 
Kentucky at home at the Rupp against South Carolina. You know, I picked South Carolina against Florida. There's no way I'm picking them against Kentucky. This has got to be... We're calling this one. We're calling it 8-9? I'll say 10. I was going to say close to 10. Let's go in between. Let's give them 9. Let's give them 9. Kentucky, if we're going to start doing this, uh, we should let Spencer pick every week. Though we should let him pick every game of the spreads. That way we can go back and let him know how wrong he was. Yeah, week. and then you can play your your soundbite from Hank Hill. My my only fear. You know which one? You understand what I'm saying? No, not that one. That's not well, no thanks. <laughs> he didn't even know something. God damn. We got something to talk about with thirteen. I was gonna say you're the expert, but. Well, you're the expert. <laughs> there he is. You finally hit he it. He figured it out. I got Kentucky What's by, the spread on this by more than... We got nine. Call we got nine. nine. Minus nine. And you want K? Kentucky? I got I got KU. UK. I don't know what they are. UK. University, University of Kentucky. Of yeah, because yeah, the U is above K. I see that now. Uh, I mean, it's the only team I've seen on Snapchat with their own opening night of basketball, <laughs> and they're just... All about it at Kentucky. Because they're that good. They are that Every good. Every single year. doesn't matter. I mean, they probably have like 16-year-olds playing on that team that just signed something that said that they were 18. I don't know. I will say the unfortunate thing for Kentucky is that they're 9-3 and three at home this year. Hasn't been great being at home. 9-3? Um, and 9-3. and three. They're 15-2 and two overall. Nine and three against the spread. Oh, you're right. I'm sorry. I do apologize for that. Yeah. Um, we don't know what the spread still, is, but still, Kentucky scoring ninety plus points a game. Can't bet against that. Yeah. At home, I got Kentucky. For the sake of debate, I'll take South Carolina in this game. Yeah, you're taking the nine. Yeah, I'll take the nine. Okay. And, nine times. And we were just talking about the Kentucky. They they typically roster a pretty young team. Yeah, and a lot of times it's not until late February, early March that we see those young teams really start to mesh and get together. Um, so I'll see uh, South Carolina take advantage of that on the road, okay. especially if you need me. Yeah, I go for it. Yeah, because those seven freshmen, eight freshmen that are going to play in that game are better than every single player on South Carolina's team. More than likely. All right, so we'll get into the nightcap, which is always sponsored by Strange Land Brewery. I do want to let you guys know about a cool event that's coming up tomorrow night. If you are listening to the show, tomorrow night being Wednesday, the 18th of January. Between 6 and 9 p.m., Strangeland Brewery will be at Glass Half Full in Austin. Search them up, Glass Half Full. That's 14028 North Highway 183. So off 183, if you know North Austin area. You should be able to find it. It's up in Cedar Park. Um, it's near Lakeline Mall. Yeah, it's up there by it's up there by Lakeline, which is where you and I both grew up. Sure. Um, Glass half full in Austin, and they're gonna have a fire poking, a beer fire poking. We've uh, we've shared this video out before. Looks like a really cool deal. It's a little too far for me from San Marcos. Uh, I don't get off till seven, so I won't be able to make it. Um, Hope one of you guys can make it. Go check it out. Let us know. Maybe get a little live video. Let us know you're you're out there. I gotta help Grandma unpack some boxes tomorrow, but do it fast. I'm gonna do it right after work. Hopefully, I'll be up there uh, no later than eight o'clock. So if you're out there from eight to nine, I'll see you out there. Yeah, yeah. Go uh, check it out. Come say hi. 
it's a it's a cool deal that they do. Uh, if you haven't seen the video, they take a, an ice cold beer and uh, stick a a fire poker that's been sitting in hot coals and uh, get that thing going. It's a it's a cool deal. I definitely want to try it out soon. Hopefully, we can talk them into doing that next time we go out to the brewery. Yeah, so it looks like a great thing, man. I, I really want to check this out. Um, like I said, I'll be out there by eight at the latest. So if you're out there for the later part, come yeah. check it out. Yeah, come go check hi. it out. Um, these guys at Strange Land treat us right, and they do a and phenomenal the phenomenal. job. With beer is phenomenal. Beer. Absolutely. All right, so we'll get into our nightcap here. As always, sponsored by Strange Land Brew. A beer, a beer for, for an occasion. Beer for an occasion. Um, that one, was pretty good. We got that timing down there. Yeah. One, one, uh, one big, big announcement for the University of Texas. Uh, Matt Coleman, point guard from uh, what Oak Hill, Oak, Oak Hill, Hill Academy. Yeah, Oak Hill. Um, just just committed to the University of Texas over uh, some small school, some small private school in in Durham, North Carolina, called Duke. I don't know if you guys ever heard of them. The Alabama of college basketball. Oh yeah, that one. Um, and uh, yeah, Matt Coleman chose Texas, and the reports that I heard before he he committed was that he has come out and said that Shaka told him, you guys, like, you come to Texas, you have the keys to the university. It's all you. And apparently that was enough for Matt Coleman because there is no point guard at the University of Texas right now, and we need something. I mean, we, we got to have something for UT. And Matt Coleman coming, four-star four point guard. I think he's number eight in the country. Uh, at the point guard position, that's a huge pickup for for Shaka and the University of Texas because they have been struggling this year to find some sort of identity at point guard. There's just nobody there to do it. Um, I can't wait to see this kid come to UT. Yeah, um, I'm a little bit active on Twitter, so I've seen a lot of talks <laughs> about this Matt Coleman kid. Uh, I've seen some videos over the week, and he can ball, man. My goodness, he has got some talent. Um, Texas is really just missing a true point guard this year. It's it's really been yeah, the main the source of their problem. Um, and why I think they struggle to score points this year. You know, they, they just don't have any command over the yeah. front court. Um, and so I think Matt Coleman will provide that. He's a superstar in the making. Um, and he's going to have all the room to grow at Texas. So uh, really happy for Matt Coleman, really happy for the University of Texas. Uh, I think it's going to be a great fit, and hopefully we see a lot of this kid in the future. Yeah, and I, I think we're going to see a lot of him. Um, and I, I really do hope that that Jared Allen sticks around for another year. I hope a lot of these guys do, man. I mean, they're, I don't see why any of them bad. would leave. They're, ba- they're a bad team. They like, need to learn how to play every single part of basketball. I mean, yeah, it's Kevin Mack can score. He can't guard anybody. He can't shoot a free throw. Um, yeah, Kerwin Roach can, can jump out the gym and... And put his nuts on your chin and dunk over you, but but he's not playing the right position. He can't, and, uh, yeah, I he think can't that's what's point. killing Kerman Roach right now. Yeah, he's I just, agree. He looks so out of sync with anything. Um, I do want to update everybody that is listening and has not watched the Longhorn game. The Longhorns did lose by ten. Uh, Baylor went seventy four sixty four. Big surprise there. Yeah, they climb back late. Yeah, they climb back. They lost by less than twenty. Good for them. Still, um, Jared Allen <laughs> led the led the team. He had uh, 17 points, 10 rebounds, 
Roach had five assists to lead the team in assists, but um, Motley just destroyed us. Yeah, Motley killed us. Texas shot the ball ten percent from the three point line. I mean that for a small team of guards, that's horrible. You can't do it. You can't win a game when you shoot ten percent. I mean, I, I I really think the only bright side for this Texas team right now and what we can grow on is our defense is not bad. We only well, gave up seventy four to a really good Baylor team. On the road. What we can look forward to is the fact that Texas currently has the number six draft class in college basketball as of now, with the addition of Matt Coleman. So, a um, lot of four-star recruits coming with Matt Coleman, and it's I'll be interested to see who jumps on jumps on ship because he's coming. Well, when when I saw this, the first thing I wondered was how the hell did he did we get him? to Texas over Duke. But Coleman's quoted saying that Shock has been recruiting him since he was in 8th eighth eighth grade, grade eighth at grade. VCU, <laughs> which I am almost positive, and I'm not a rules guy, that is got to be some sort of recruiting violation. It's actually not. It's actually not. How um, is that okay? That is the age you're allowed to start recruiting players. You and... commit in middle school. Yeah, you can. You can. That it's insane, is dude. beyond it's me. absolutely yeah. insane. Yeah. Same with volleyball, though, I'm pretty sure. You can start to... Yeah, uh, yeah you can start... Talking to players. Yeah. Well, I think during can... certain time periods, you're allowed to talk to middle school players. Yeah. So um, that is crazy. It's crazy. So I do want to get into a new segment here. Before before we go to that, I just want to say to bring a brighter note to Texas fans. Women's basketball team just went final, eighty six to sixty eight over Oklahoma. That's their eleven straight win. That's a. They are looking still good. Still right rolling now. on a record on best start in Big Twelve history. Looking good. Still rolling into a, a record in, in um, best start in Big Twelve conference history. So women's Texas ladies. sports for all you ladies out there. Women's Texas sports coming up. Women's Texas sports swimming and diving. Oh, volleyball. Just in volleyball. Second in volleyball in the nation. We should have won. Should have won. But right, it's a so, sad thing. So I do want to get into a new segment, though. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, <laughs> I, mean, I, mean, bless, I mean, bless you. Um, yeah, so we got a new segment here. So let's go ahead and get into it. Yeah, so for all you basketball fans out there, we got our brand new segment to the, the Sports Buzz. It's going to be Dickie V's Awards of the Week, baby! And every week... Ballad, I think you brought this up. This is going to be a great addition to the show. Uh, we're going to do weekly awards for college basketball as brought to you by Dickie V. Um, and this first one, Player of the Week. Ballad, why don't you start us off with your great new segment? I'll, I'll say first, my favorite part of this segment is it requires very little work on my part, which is good because I just got us on iTunes, so I'm done doing work for this podcast in the next month or so. I'm sure you're pleased <laughs> with that. But... Player of the Week. Spencer, tell us who it is. <laughs> the Player of the Week, baby. It's going to be Joel Berry II. Oh. North Carolina Tar Heels. He scored 26 points and a win over Florida State. Oh. What a game. What a player. The Player of maybe the I should, Maybe I should let Zach stick to the Dickie V impersonation. It wasn't very good. If we didn't really talk about it, we could all try to do our own terrible Everybody's got to... Every time you read off a an award for the week, you have to do it in... Dickie V voice. All right, I got the next. I got the next one. You got team uh, of the week. All right, Ballad. Hey. <laughs> okay, sorry. Hold on. I had something happen. <laughs> Take two. <laughs> you know, first of all, I wasn't gonna say anything, but I'm feeling a bit under the weather. Oh my god. And I, I wasn't gonna bring it up, 
Um, because I'm not that kind of guy what, to let too it hard interfere. Over for six days? No, it's allergy season. We, it's lost in Texas. I got a runny nose, but whatever. We're, we're gonna get through it. It's been raining all. All, <clears> all right, day take day. two. Hey, my team of the week! It's the West Virginia Mountaineers. They just beat the number one ranked Baylor, and they beat Texas at home. Yeah, Dickie V, that's a big win against Texas for the Washington uh, West Virginia Mountaineers. Good for them. Big win against Texas. Yeah, even bigger win against Baylor. Uh, I'm really impressed with the Mountaineers, honestly. I don't know if you caught the sarcasm in my big win over Texas, but yes, Baylor was a big yeah. win. Baylor was a big win. I out. think West Virginia. That's one of the teams like. If yeah, they watch, were a, out. watch out for Bob Huggins. If they're like uh Bob Huggins. I'm trying to think of what seed they're going to be, but I got them upsetting somebody in the first two rounds. I really hope West Virginia is one of those like 10 to 12 seeds. Yes, I love just it. Just so you can pick them twice. Like, and don't, win the, don't, be, don't win the Big 12. Like, if they could lose the Big 12. West Virginia is going to be a 5 or 4 seed, probably. The way they're playing now, the way they're... <sighs> I'd love them like a 9. Nah, they'll be, they'll be less than 5. Call it now. Um, Zach, give us the coach of the week. The coach of the week, baby! We got Jim Laranaga, the Miami Hurricanes. He earned his 600th career win as Miami beat Pittsburgh this week. Good stuff. How is he the coach of the week when... I don't know. 600. When Roy Williams just won his 800th. That's par for the course for Roy Williams. He wins his 800th game. Dickie V screwed this one up. Hey, I'm you telling know? you, UNC off to a 16-3 start. Roy Williams didn't deserve that. Saying Roy Williams probably should have uh, got that award. All right, Bally, give us the shock of the week. Hey, my shock of the week, baby! Detroit Mercy over Oakland! The Titans came in at 2-14, and 14, Oakland 14-13. That's a shock city, baby! <laughs> So our producer Ballard's not very good at reading. Not good but, at reading. Uh, Oakland t- was fourteen and three. That's what I said. You said fourteen and thirteen. I said fourteen and three. You got too no. excited with the thirteen. Check the tape. Here. Mark the tape. <laughs> I have a bad angle on this screen. <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. But in the in the you know, see, but he can still read it. Just to be clear, Detroit Mercy came in two and four against Oakland. Oakland fourteen. Two and three. fourteen. You said two and four. Two and fourteen. Oakland, 14-3. There you go. We're going to check Big the tape on that. I think I got we, got, we got a lot you of this communication. You didn't. Neither one of you guys. We got, got bad it. angles on this TV right here, man. <laughs> yes. Spencer, why don't you take us home? I'm Diaper Daddy of the Week, baby! Lori. Lori? Lori Marketing from the Arizona Wildcats. Is this the kit you were talking about? It is not. Okay. Well, he had 30 points. Freshman... Diaper Dandies, obviously, if you don't know who Dickie B is, Diaper Dandy is a freshman every year. It's a freshman for Arizona uh, for the Wildcats. Scored 30 points against his uh, state, state rivals. rivals, Arizona State. Hill Sun Devils. Fun game to watch. Arizona um, really let it go in this one. Yeah, let's uh, let's get off of bad impersonations of Dickie B. Hey, my prediction for this segment is it'll be our favorite and everyone else's least yeah, favorite. Yeah, they're just going to skip over this <laughs> Which part. I'm really excited about. That's fine, yeah. Once we clean it up, it'll be okay. Yeah, baby. we need to work on hey, baby. our... Diaper dandy! We'll just do this at the end of the podcast when no one's listening. And it'll He's be fun a PTP, baby! <laughs> <laughs> I love Dickie I love B. Dickie I love Dickie B. More I think we just need to get the fans on Dickie V level and then I think we'll be alright. Yeah. Um... And we'll go ahead and get into uh, our last little topic here for our our uh, nightcap for our college show here. 
the, we got a few new members for the college football playoff committee. And um, I think we're always gonna sneak in some college football as much. Yeah, as we're we gonna can. try. We're gonna try. We're gonna get into recruiting and everything. Uh, so let's see. We got. I think the biggest name to me is Frank Beamer. Well, Frank Beamer for sure. Absolutely. Frank Beamer is the biggest one. Um, That's the one I'm most okay with. Yeah. Yeah. You got Chris Howard and Eugene Smith have all been been appointed to the playoff committee. And they will have a three-year term starting this spring. So I don't even know who Chris Smith is, honestly. Or Chris, Chris Howard. Howard? He's the like president a... of Robert Morris. I'm going to look this up, but I'll get back to you guys. Um, but yeah, Frank Beamer is definitely a big one because he's been in, in college football for so long and coached Virginia Tech for so long and had that defense fire. And so he's been around... Big time games. He's been in. I think he was still the coach when uh, Vic was there, right? When they were when they lost to Florida State in the national championship. Is Beamer there still? No idea. Yes, he was right. Yes. Yeah. Um, so. He was there with Vic. Uh, so Beamer's been around college football quite a bit. I think he just retired in like three years ago or something like that. No, it was like a year and a half, two years ago. Yeah, it's pretty recent. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, good for Beamer. I, I'm a big fan of him. Uh, so. Yeah, I don't really know a whole lot about, was it Chris Howard and, and Gene Smith? Chris Howard is the president of a university, Robert, Robert Morris, Morris, which I don't know much about. And Gene Smith is the athletic director of Ohio State. Yeah, yeah, and that seems kind of unfair, right? And what's really funny is Kirby Hocutt is going, the, the AD at Texas Tech, he's going to chair the committee again. But yet, a Big so 12 team can't get into the playoff. Uh, you know what? I, I actually like Kirby Hokut's stance on a lot of these issues that come about with the college football playoff. You know, I think it could be settled with having eight teams. Obviously, as a fan, I would love to see eight teams. But I think Kirby Hokut likes to keep the standards pretty strict for the playoffs. And I think until this year, we really didn't see that parity where outside teams were coming in looking at shots late in the season. I think this is the first time we actually saw that, and but do you, you almost wish USC got in over Washington. But but do you think the athletic director of USC should be on the board? And, I mean, I know that... Well, he'll cut it tech. Well, I'm saying Gene Smith now. He's Ohio State. Right, Ohio State. Did I say tech? You said USC. No, either way. Um... <laughs> Same thing. Come see, come see. Uh, you know, and then and then you have uh, Oliver Luck, who's the AD at West Virginia, who's on the board. It just seems weird that you would have athletic directors from these these schools. Like, wouldn't I mean? I know that they had Condoleezza Rice, and I think she's still on the board, but I don't know. I don't know yeah, where she they just pick. Stepped down. I don't know where they pick the people. To be on this, that's all. I'm, that's all I'm asking. Well, they had three. Uh, I'm sorry, two members in terms with the committee, and I believe Condoleezza stepped down with somebody else. Um, and the addition of these three have expanded it from 12 to 13 members. So I kind of like that. There's an odd number. Odd number is good. Yeah. Um, I think that adds a little bit of parity. I think it adds a tiebreaker to a lot of things. Fair. Um, 
You know, I think a lot of these guys that are on the committee now are people who've been around the sport. They've been around sure. the, the development and the change in football. And I think that's kind of the important thing is that football has changed from the late 90s to the early 2000s to the late 2000s till now. Football has kind of changed and the landscape sure. of football has really changed. Um, and I think we're in just a new era of football. And I think having a lot of these members... I think are good members to to add to the committee and add some discussion and kind of bring in some different insight. I, I, My I, God, are you still talking? I, I'm talking. Uh, I, I like Frank Beamer. I think he's one of the best ads to this. I think Gene yeah. Smith, who's been around a lot of really good football with Trestle and now Urban Meyer. I agree. I think he's gonna he's gonna know what's going on. So I think that's really good for the, sure. for the committee. Yeah, and I, I I do agree. I think I think once you get some football minds in there and get secretary of states out of there um it helps out hopefully we'll get that 18 playoff that we're all looking for or at least move it to six maybe mm-hmm. one day something um, i don't like six it gives somebody a, a pass you're right uh so hopefully we'll look for that 18 playoff we'll be talking more college basketball next week um uh, we're gonna go over over time and and ballad's pissed off but uh I don't care. But let Why us know. Is she still talking? <laughs> let My us know. God, are you still talking? <laughs> Shut the hell up. Dicky V, baby. Let us know what you think. We're going to bring college basketball to you, the fans, in your homes. Well, that's where you're wrong. We're going to start giving you guys some advice on who to pick in our March Madness. Um, we'll let you guys know about a few more opportunities we have for some uh, some betting. Because I know you and Uncle Mac want to bet. A little bit. Uh, but for our college sports segment, that's probably going to do it for us. Thank you so much to Strangeland Brewery, our sponsor every single week. To my producer, who's so mad right now, Zach Ballad. To my co-host, Zach Shannonay. Cheers. I am Spencer Spillman, your host. Cheers, buddy. We are out. Thirteen. This party is officially over.